0: What is up guys, it is Quinn here and in today's video, we're kind of going to be continuing what we talked about yesterday. So in yesterday's video, I kind of went through the tough calls in round one at the running back position. So we were looking at, you know, should you pick uh, Christian McCaffrey or Jonathan Taylor in the middle of the first, should you be picking Austin Eckler or Derrick Henry? And then like later on in the first round, Delvin Cook or Najee Harris. So kind of just finding these like pairs of running backs who are going in the same range, breaking down the positives and negatives of both players and then i was just kind of giving my thoughts on where i would go so in today's video we're going to do the same type of thing but we're going to be looking at first round wide receivers so guys like cooper cup jefferson chase Devonte adams and stefan diggs if you guys enjoy the video do me a huge favor hit that like button and subscribe to the channel but let's just jump right into it and honestly here starting off with cooper cup there's really not like a second option Who's really competing with Cooper Cup? Cup seems to be like the clear number one in basically every set of rankings on every single fantasy platform. So I'm not gonna compare him against another wide receiver. I'm just gonna go through his pros, his cons, and then kind of talk about whether or not I would take him over guys like Jonathan Taylor or CMC, because all three of those players are kind of going in the first three picks, pretty much locked in. So starting off here with the positives for Cooper Cup. The first one would have to be that he just has a nuclear ceiling. We saw it last season, averaged 25.9 PPR points per game, caught 145 passes, 1,947 receiving yards, and then 16 touchdowns. Like those are legendary stats right there. And then he finished number one in all of these categories. So number one in targets, target share, receptions, receiving yards, red zone targets, yards after the catch, touchdowns, and then yards per route run. This was one of the most dominant wide receiver seasons we have ever seen. And then another positive here for Cooper Cup is this a pretty similar situation. He's going into his second season with Stafford at quarterback. Obviously, they had chemistry in year one. I think as a whole, this offense will only get better. I'm not going to say that Cooper Cup is going to improve on that season, because I mean, that would just be absurd. You do have Allen Robinson coming in, but Robert Woods is gone. So you know he was competing with a solid wide receiver two all season, whether it was Robert Woods or Odell Beckham. I really don't think it's going to matter. So I don't think A. Rob is going to come in and change this offense too much. And honestly, I really couldn't think of a negative here for Cooper Cup. There's nothing that really stands out as a major concern. I think he's going to have a monster season. Like he may not finish as the wide receiver one overall, but I think he's going to be an elite option. And I do think he should be the first wide receiver off the board. But I will not be taking him over Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey. When I'm just looking at the running backs this year, it's kind of a weird situation. I feel like normally at the running back position, you've got like your top four five, six guys. You feel super locked in with those players this year. I kind of feel like, at least in my opinion, you have CMC, Jonathan Taylor, and then you just have like this huge tier with like Derrick Henry, Eckler, Cook, Najee, You could even throw guys like maybe Mixon, Fournette, Swift. You have all these options. So I don't really want to be taking my RB3 at like the top three picks because I'd much rather go with a guy like Cooper Cup. And then I would even consider like that next tier of wide receiver with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. And those are the players that we are going to talk about next. So starting off here with Justin Jefferson on the positive side, the man has just had historic production to start off his career. He averaged 17.1 PPR points per game as a rookie followed that up by averaging 19.4 PPR points per game in his second season. He has the most receiving yards and most receptions through two years in the NFL. So, I mean, the dude is just on a historic pace. He's an absolute baller. And I think another really positive here is that the dude just has straight up wide receiver one potential. Looking at last season, 108 receptions, 1,616 receiving yards, and then 10 receiving touchdowns. It looks like the Vikings are gonna be more pass-heavy this year. Obviously, that's gonna help Justin Jefferson. He is just on a crazy upwards trajectory. I think he's bound to just see a massive season soon. Like in Justin Jefferson's career, he's gonna have at least one season where he's like 24-plus points per game. I don't see why it doesn't happen this year. And I really couldn't pinpoint really any like negatives here for Jefferson. I guess if you wanted to nitpick, You could say like, oh, he hasn't finished with like a 20 plus point per game season. But I mean, like, what are we looking for here? He's played two games in the NFL. I mean, two seasons in the NFL and he's been fantastic in both of them. So I don't really think there's any fair kind of negatives here for Justin Jefferson. And I think he's a fantastic fantasy pick. Moving on to Jamar Chase. Another one of his positives is he also has had historic production, obviously through one season but I mean, 17.9 PPR points per game as a rookie, that is crazy. Second most rookie receiving yards ever. Second most receiving touchdowns ever. He's on an elite offense attached to Joe Burrow, you know, one of the future best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's probably locked in like top eight quarterback right now. The Bengals were number nine in team points per game. You know, this offense is only getting better. They saw major offensive line upgrades You also just have a very young offense in terms of like skill positions so burrow will continue to improve jamar chase is just going into year two t higgins into year three so this offense is definitely on the rise i also think they could shift to a more pass heavy attack if you look at the strength of this team they now have a solid offensive line so burrow shouldn't be getting killed back there and then you have jamar chase t higgins tyler boyd like these are very very strong weapons. They were only 20th in pass attempts per game last season. So I do think we could kind of see that flip here. Now, I do think, you know, for Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, I couldn't really come up with any like fair negatives for them. For, you know, Jamar Chase, I think there's kind of one or two, nothing, you know, crazy. But I just think there are questions with his volume and then also maybe his efficiency. And the efficiency is not like a negative thing, it's just that he was so amazing last year. So looking at the top 11 fantasy wide receivers from 2021, only three of them caught under 100 passes. One of those guys was Debo. He caught 77, but I don't really think it's fair because he was basically like a wide receiver running back hybrid. Like if you just take his early sample size of just being a wide receiver, like he would have shattered 100 receptions. Jamar Chase was one of those guys, caught 81 passes. And then Mike Evans caught 74. So I do think we could see his volume go up. I talked about the Bengals being more pass heavy. Obviously that's going to help Jamar Chase, but the question is like as that volume goes up, will his efficiency stay the same? Cuz I mean, he was one of the most efficient wide receivers in the NFL. The dude scored 13 touchdowns on 81 receptions. He was also third in yards per target, second in yards per reception, and then fourth in fantasy points per target. So I think that number may regress, which you know, it's not like you can just add 15 receptions and keep the same efficiency. So, you know, keep that in mind. But I still think he's going to be an elite wide receiver one this season. But I would favor Justin Jefferson just because I think he has a better opportunity to have that volume. And I just think he's the next best guy to put up like an absurd season this year. Now, on to a pair of wide receivers who are going more in like the back end of the first round. Maybe Diggs is going like more mid to back end. But we have stefan Diggs versus Devontae Adams. So they're going probably anywhere from like pick 8 to 12, kind of in that range. But starting it off here with Stephon Diggs, on the positive side, this is just a great situation for an alpha wide receiver. He's Josh Allen's clear number one wide receiver. This offense was seventh in pass attempts per game last year. They were third in team points per game. And he also just has very limited target competition. You're looking at a guy like Gabriel Davis to be the wide receiver too. Like he's really done nothing besides that one playoff game. You have a guy like Dawson Knox at tight end. But I mean like Stefan Diggs really could be a target funnel this season. Another positive is that he just has proven upside. Like we saw in 2020, the man averaged over 20 PPR points per game, 20.5. So we know that's kind of in his range of outcomes. And he just has, you know, legit wide receiver one ceiling. Like he could totally be a top three option this year, if not better. On the negative side, He is coming off like a semi-underwhelming 2021. We saw his point per game number drop from 20.5 to 16.8. And this was really like a direct result of an efficiency drop. So in 2020, Diggs saw 166 targets and he caught 127 of those. In 2021, he saw 165 targets. So I do believe he played in one more game. But those target numbers were very, very similar. But instead of catching like 127, He only caught 103. So, this could potentially be like a he's getting a little older, maybe slight regression in ability. But it's also just totally possible that, you know, efficiency isn't necessarily sticky from year to year. So, that number could bounce back up to, you know, the 2020 efficiency or it could kind of even out like between those two numbers. But I still think, you know, he should be regarded as a high end wide receiver one. Now, moving on to Devontae Adams for the positives. He could arguably be the best wide receiver in the nfl i don't think anyone could argue him outside the top three i wouldn't you know push back if you had him as the wide receiver one so talent is clearly not going to be an issue here we also know that he has a wide receiver one ceiling we saw it in 2020 finished as the wide receiver one he was the wide receiver two in points per game last year so i think a lot of his production this year is going to come down to whether or not he can adjust to this new situation I think it's clear this is like a team downgrade you know, for Devontae Adams, but this is definitely not a bad situation. The way I kind of look at it is he's basically going from like a great situation, like one of the best ones in the league to a really solid one, right? Like the Raiders, it's a good landing spot, but it's definitely a fall off from the Packers, right? Because he went from being the wide receiver one with really like no target competition with Aaron Rodgers to now he's the wide receiver one, With some decent competition, you know, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and then he has Derek Carr throwing him the ball. So you do see some like minor downgrades there. And I just don't know if he's going to have the same volume that he saw last year with A Rod. So uh, Devontae Adams was second in the NFL with a 31.6% target share. And then he was first in the NFL with a 35.3% target rate. So he was targeted on like 35% of his routes. That is insane. I don't think those numbers stick, you know, now that you have Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro in the picture. That Packers offense was just like entirely run through Devontae Adams as a receiver. Obviously, you had guys like Alan Lazard, MVS, Aaron Jones. Like, they were involved, but Devontae Adams was definitely the guy. So I do think regression is likely in those, you know, categories, but I still think he has a lead upside. And honestly, like, it seems like Stephon Diggs is kind of consistently going a few picks ahead of Devonte adams i think they're very very close i really feel like you could go either way but if you're asking me like would i rather pick stefan Diggs at pick eight or kind of sit back and pick Devonte at like pick 11 pick 12 i'm definitely taking that few pick discount so if i'm up at 10 i feel like it's like a 50 50 shot Diggs or Devonte adams both are great options so i'm not even really going to make a call here but those are like the tough calls Obviously, we had Cooper Cup as like the clear top option. I'm going Jefferson over Chase. Diggs, Devontae Adams, really a toss-up for me. So let me know what you guys think about these like crossroad spots. Are you taking the running backs? Are you taking Cup? You going Jefferson or Chase, Diggs or Devontae Adams? Let me know down below in the comment section. That's gonna wrap it up for this one. Thank you all for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.